Okay, so I got a 3, but because of uh, reliable talent, that's actually a 10, and I got a 33. Okay, good. So, yeah, so you do pass. I was hoping for a ridiculous number. You disappoint me. I know. I haven't three rolled over 12 number. this whole time. Yeah, it's ridiculously low. Yes, you're right. The uh, absolute insincerity of your last comment wounds me as a player. So then maybe it's not quite as secret as it maybe was meant to seem. Well, a couple of hobbits snuck into a secret council concerning a ring, so. That's true. I mean, we're not here to make enemies or start anything. This is why I don't get involved in politics right here. Chapter 190. The spider pollinated flowers. Okay. So in the last episode, uh, you guys had had a lot of frustrated waiting as you made it into Kalesque, only to find out that apparently with all the tensions being up like that, that the uh, guards here in the city are um, patrolling every possible which way and um, even though you met with Nissian who should have been able to get you underneath that wall up to uh, the heights there where you need to go above Kalesque, uh, he was rebuffed by his contact. Apparently uh, there, the heat is on so much that they were un unwilling to go and uh, smug you out there. But then Moon produced a pretty expensive piece of jewelry, which then uh, apparently at least allegedly uh, the uh, contact there, the sweet prince was able to go and pawn off and, and uh, go and bribe the right people. So you could get down into the sewer system under the city to get under that wall. And it all went pretty smoothly after that, didn't it? Right. Huh. To a point. No, <laughs> No, apparently they got down there and found out that they, there are now guards patrolling the Undercity as well as the Above World. And so you uh, took off at tip-top speed, and now we're in a Scooby-Doo chase as uh, you know the uh, group is trying to stay away from the guards apparently in the sewers. And so we are going to start with a skills challenge here. Boo, hiss, hiss, boo. Just kidding. Yeah. I have a question really quick. Mm -hmm. I know the silence spell is on a point in space, but if I put silence, let's say, in front of the corridor that the guards are running down, theoretically, any noise we're making wouldn't be able to go through it, and they still wouldn't hear us. True, yeah. If you blocked an entire corridor with it, um, it, it would just uh, block all the noise coming from you guys, yeah. So can I do that to avoid these guys? Um, you might be able to use that as one of your skills that we're going to challenge here. So obviously that would be an Arcana roll. Um, and so anyways, we are going to do a wide open skills challenge, uh, just, just like the last one. So uh, with the usual provisos that uh, you cannot use a skill two rounds in a row and you cannot use a skill that has pre been used before you. Okay. So, you you know, no, no two skills in a row. And um, we're going to see if you guys can shake off the heat and uh, find, uh, find your way through. So in the uh, fail column, we have Arlen. And in the success column, we have Cotter. It is one, two, three. Eight to succeed and four to fail. Are we, did you say roll for initiative already? Roll for initiative. Nat 20. Okay, so um, let's go with Gray. 21. And then um, Adri. 23. And Moon. 15. Okay. And then Arlen. Two. A little, a little behind the pace you're, there. And, you're my hero, Arlen. And Welcome Black. back. <laughs> and Black, please. 21. And Jade. 24. I got a nat 20. I don't know that that means anything, but... 
It means you got a really high number. So Jade yeah. at 24. Uh, Black and Gray are both at 21. Which one of you guys wants to go first? I think I'll go first. You can go first. Yeah. Gray goes okay. first. Gray goes first. Got it. Okay. So um, you hear the sounds of tromping boots and you see a lit lantern or some other light source coming down one of the side uh, corridors here in this, in this dry sewer system, maybe abandoned sewers. And you um, take off running. So um, we'll start at the top of the thing with Jade. What are you going to do? Uh, I don't want to steal the silence spell, so I'm just going to do stealth. Okay, so um, and, and for, don't forget that you get a plus 10 on stealth because Pass While the Trace is still going. 26. Believe it or not, that passes. So one success here. Very good. And then, Adri, you get to go. Um, I'm thinking, like, the sewer is probably not some, you know, smooth tiled surface, right? So there's pro probably some extra, like, rocks or uh, maybe crevices where water flows and things mm -hmm, mm -hmm. yep it, it's uh, it seems to have like little like i said you hear the drip dripping of sound of maybe water dripping in from cracks in the ceiling and that sort of thing yeah so, so i want to use uh acrobatics to see if i can kind of like make a, a better myself so i don't trip as we're trying to okay so you're going to do the the, the monk thing jumping from wall to wall to wall to stay clear of everybody else and I got a 23. Okay, and that is a success. So very good. So two successes coming out the door, the uh, gate uh, really hot here. And then, Gray, you get to go. All right. Uh, I will also use stealth okay. to be sneaky. Um, does, a 20, does a 33 pass? Because that's my minimum stealth. That would that would definitely pass. Right. Go ahead and roll. Okay. Just to see what ridiculous number you get. Okay, so I got a three, but because of uh, reliable talent, that's actually a ten, and I got a thirty-three. Okay, good. So yes, you do pass. I was hoping for a ridiculous number. You disappoint me. I know. I haven't three rolled over twelve number. this whole time. Yeah, it's ridiculously low. Yes, you're right. Okay, um, and then black, you get to go. The uh, absolute insincerity of your last comment wounds me as a player. Um, <laughs> I don't know if this would be deception or intimidation. So I'll let, let you tell me mm -hmm, when I mm -hmm. tell you what I want to do. I want, because I know that these creatures have never heard a tabaxi do the equivalent of a hiss yowl. Mm -hmm. I'd like to use my claws along with that sound to try to maybe make, give them pause okay. sort of by giving an unexpected sound. Okay. What would that be for you? Um, I'm going to, actually, I would say, uh, yeah, that would, well, yeah, there'd probably be intimidation because yeah, you're, you're trying to, to scare him or performance. Yeah, it could be performance as well. So, uh, I don't have either one of them. They're all charisma based. So, uh, twenty one be intimidation. Twenty one on the intimidation, huh? So yeah, you make a, a scary, scary noise, and um, yeah, you you see the uh, the people coming down the uh, or the light coming down the passage kind of pause, and apparently yeah, you you made uh, you made them think about what was going on. Okay, and then next up is Moon. So four successes. You guys are just tearing away on this one. So I have something creative here. Um, I want to use my animal handling and see if I can somehow see where the rats have been making their passage and, and avoid like where broken leaves and stuff might be figuring they would have cleared it out. So kind of step where they step type of thing thing yeah um you're finding that, that there's just not a lot of rat intrusions here um this like i said seems to be kind of an abandoned section so there just isn't really entering anything interesting for rats to do so that that, that probably won't uh, won't help you out what what else could you do uh i could use nature and kind of see where where the water had once flowed and see if there's a, an area that might be a little less inclined for slippage and stuff like that the knowledge of water flowing in nature? Uh, that'd be more like perception. Your highest skill is stealth, by the way. Because you have a plus. Well, I get counterpoint to my highest skill is stealth. I thought we 
can't use the no, same. No, not alternate. We can't do it in a row. Oh, I thought that we could but do it But the thing is, I get this advantage on stealth. So that's not necessarily going to But you just still have a plus 10 to it. All right. Well, you know what? Also, Fine, I'll do stealth. I'll, I'll sneak. My highest score is stealth, too. Oh, okay. Um, I'm worried about Arlen more. You know, <laughs> you can, you can, right, you can cast silence. Oh, I get a 14. Two? Yeah. To, to stealth. To, oh, but, oh. I get disadvantage, and okay. I rolled a one. Ooh. 14. Yeah, and that is not a success, as you can imagine. So, um, yeah, you you uh, see Moon trying to uh, trying to tippy toe and be sneaky, and instead um, he just kind of clangs into one of the walls there. And now the lights, instead of pausing like they did when they were her hearing the sound of the boogeyman, uh, now all of a sudden you see him rushing forward as they're uh, now sure that there's somebody in the corridor with them. Okay, and then Arlen, now that stealth is off the table, what are you going to do? It's okay, I will do it next round, if there is a next round. Uh, I'm just going to beat feet with athletics. Okay, you're just going to put your head down and go, okay? 23. 23, yes, that is a success. Arlen uh, pushes pushes the whole lot of you forward, and you go run running down the, uh, once again, Scooby-Doo style down the hallway. And then we get to wrap to the beginning again, and Jade, what are you going to do? Uh, since Moon didn't do it, I'll cast Silence. Um, okay. Yeah. So you're just going to cast it back behind you so that it, uh... It cancels out our Cancels out the noises you're making? Sounds good. So that would be an Arcana roll. So go ahead and roll to see what happens. Twelve. Okay. That is a failure. So you, you cast it, but you end up casting it too far behind you, and... So basically what happens is you, you say, okay, I'll just put it right behind us in the, in the corridor here. But all of a sudden, about a group of about six halfling guards, all carrying um, short swords and uh, lanterns, come around the corridor. And they look a little puzzled as they hit the zone of silence. And then they run through the other side of it and they're like, oh, okay. And so, yeah, so now you're, they're in hot pursuit. So two or three wins to uh, win and two failures to fail so okay next up on the hit parade adri what are you gonna do um i'm gonna go with my bread and butter here with stealth okay good yeah. uh, i still have my my hood up does my advantage apply um yeah that would, would be advantage for you yes okay so uh that 20, 35 yeah that would definitely do it so another success. So two, two to win and two to lose. So we're, we're hovering on the edge here. And then Gray, you get to go. What are you going to do? Stealth is okay. off the table. So we're, it's a sewer. So I assume it doesn't go in a straight line for too long, right? So right, yeah. There's rights and, right. and lefts and crosses. And, mm -hmm. and you guys are all just kind of following in the footsteps of, yeah. uh, of the sweet prince who seems to know where he's going. So I want to use my sleight of hand skills to as we turn a corner just like toss a rock back make them think we're going that way so that they hear sounds in the other direction instead of the way we're going okay well um they're hot in your heels here at this point oh. in time but you could give it a try and see what they do okay it's dark in the sewer they have torch yeah it's dark um so that's an 11 11 plus um nine is non-natural 20 non-natural 20 and that is a success. So you, you're able to basically you um, you throw it down one of the side corridors and, uh, you know, all of a sudden it just makes a huge clattering noise. And you see him kind of come up and skid to a halt thinking that there's maybe a, a monster or something coming down that corridor. Or there's some other creature. And then when they realize they're not, they take off after you again. But you buy yourself a little bit of time. And then Black, what are you going to do? I am going to, coming up behind, because I took a minute to stop and try to, to do the whole deception. Last time seeing Moon stumble, I'm going to come up and unceremoniously pick him up and sprint after the group. So I'd like to use athletics to do that. Okay, can do. Uh, uh, my role is a total of 18. Okay, no. Um, you pick him up and get going, but the pause causes you just enough of a delay that the uh, guards start catching up to you again. And now here we are, one success away from success and one failure away from failure. 
and uh who's gonna who's gonna do it uh it's moon so moon what are you gonna do to either win or lose it for everybody all right no pressure Uh, and stealth has already been used right no Um, stealth is available no No, you used it it last round oh did he oh that's right he used it last round yeah so might might i suggest use guidance on yourself or whatever you're about to do if you have that ready well unfortunately that would have been cast before we start but yeah no, I don't have any of that ready. He could try to catch. All right, you know, third time's a charm. Having learned my lesson from stumbling, and I'm gonna try to sneak my way past. Well, no, no, you used stealth last time, so you can't use it again this time. You just said I could use stealth. Uh, and then Bryce corrected me, and, and yeah, he was correct. Yeah, you, last round you used stealth, so you can't use it again. Okay. Well, I'll just do a perception check. I'll see. Hey, if I can see the best way. Wait, I thought you used perception. Last no. no, he climbed into the wall. And, yeah. yeah. All right. He was going to, this. then you talked him out of it. That's a 15. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. And we oh. move off to the fail column. And so you guys are run, run, running along. And um, like I said, the, the heat is getting uh, hot on your trail coming up. Can, behind. I, can I moon them as I get closer? <laughs> and, um, and maybe that's what gave it away. And um, so you see Prince run running along and he turns down a side corridor and then uh, an adjacent side corridor there. You see another group that apparently attracted by the sound of the uh, other guards in hot pursuit is now coming down the side there. And, you know, he he, uh, you know, doubles back down another corridor and um, all of a sudden there are lights in front of you and you realize you are now in a underground corridor with guards in front of you and behind you and everybody just kind of comes to a screeching halt and there's just this pregnant silence and then the guard in uh, the lead of the group that has stopped you um, just kind of walks forward and he looks at Prince and he says your excellency and the prince says, let us pass. And uh, they all just kind of, you know, stand at attention to the side. And uh, he just kind of waves at you to, to move along. And you guys just kind of go sauntering past. Um, obviously, uh, Adri, your sister's face is just a massive confusion, as is your brother's. and uh, As is the rest of the group. Yeah. And... Uh, you know, he just sort of leads you down the corridor and out away from the guards. And you are off into the darkness. I am massively confused. I'm massively confused why we had to do this if you were a prince. I couldn't even just wave them off in the first place. He's he's like, I'm just the uh, son of the Baron. But uh, yeah, I mean... Hope didn't didn't have to bring that out, but uh, yeah, what's what's the use of having a thieves guild if you're not in control of it, right? The I son see. of a baron is in charge of the thieves guild. Well, yeah, like I said, yeah, it's not not much use having a thieves guild in your barony if you're not in charge of it, right? The baron uh, was wise. He's like, it's not like my father knows what I'm doing here. Um, we kind of keep a wall between my operations and his. But why all this when you could have surely? pulled some strings and had a route changed or something like that. Well, like you I said, took... we, we kind of keep a wall between us and, and uh, the, the, the uh, legit operations in the, in the barony. So yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't let him know I was going to be doing this. And they won't find it suspicious that their prince was in the sewers with a bunch of uh, random people. I'm sure, I'm sure there'll be some talk around the, uh, around the guard barrack, but uh, uh, you know, when, when the son of the Baron, you can have that quelled pretty quick. This is why I don't get involved in politics right here. I thought it was I because he it didn't. won't matter too much. I don't know that we'll necessarily be coming back here. Very good. Anyways, so um, he leads you down off into the darkness, and it's really only a short time later that you end up at the end of the corridor, and then there's a set of ladder, you know, rungs that are pounded into the wall and they lead up into what appears to be a trap door in the ceiling there 
And uh, Prince says, well, this is where I leave you. Um, and uh, wish you well there. Hopefully all will go well. Um, and uh, yeah, I'm going to have a have to do a little bit of work to cover this up when I get back into town. Uh, well, the guards shouldn't have known we were down here. Farewell, sweet prince. <laughs> and I look at Nissian. Your show. And uh, he says, ah, yes, well, uh, this is where I leave you as well. Uh, but um, it's pretty simple from here. There's a roadway that leads up into the hills, and you just have to follow that. And uh, you should have no problems at all. Um, obviously, uh, it's the middle of the night now. You might want to stop pretty soon. Uh, but by the end of tomorrow, you should be uh, where you're supposed to be going. Well, thank you, I guess. Oh, no problem. My, uh, my thing. And uh, clearly, I have a little bit of uh, words to have with uh, Sweet Prince here. Obviously. Uh, come on, let's get going. Okay. Let's not waste what time we have. And are you going to, is anyone going to take a quick look back before you climb the the, uh, the ladder? Nope. Okay. Sure. I mean, yeah. it's, an, it's a ladder, so we're yep. probably going to take a while. Mm-hmm. And so Black, as, as you're going up, you cast a, a, or excuse me, Gray, as you go up, you take a, a quick look over your shoulder. And you see um, Nissian and uh, the Sweet Prince. And Nissian's got kind of his arm over the prince's shoulder, like they're, you know, buddy-buddy. And... Uh, just by the the hand gestures and the body language, you get the feeling that uh, he's he's having a kind of good natured interrogation of his his friend there. It's like you know, how did I never know this about you? Blah 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 blah. It's okay. We say that all the time in this party. Yes. Okay. And you guys make it up there. And how how you know it's it's basically midnight at this point in time. How long are you going to go up the road until you decide to call it a night? I think maybe just Two like hours. out of sight of out of sight and hearing of the nearest like I, other side I, of the guards. I agree with uh, Gray that I think two hours is probably good. Oh, okay. that was Jade. Jade said yep. that. I, I was going to stop. Sorry, Jade. And I can keep casting Pass Without a Trace mm-hmm. for quite a while longer. I mean, yeah. I can also no, I mean, it, it lasts eight hours, doesn't it? No, it's, it's one hour. All right. So let's give a stealth roll as you uh, stealth away from the the uh, wall and the halfling lands. Thirty three. You're so depressed by that huge I number. Oh. Twenty one. Twenty one. Twenty seven. That's with a plus ten. And what did Adri get again? Twenty nine. Okay, good. Yeah. So you guys have no trouble sneaking away from the wall at this point in time. And uh, you go a couple hours and uh, bed down for the night. Uh, are you going to do a watch schedule or what are you going to do? I mean, this should be safe, but you don't really know what's beyond the, the walls of uh, Kaleskwe. For all you know, this is Wildlands here. It, it couldn't hurt. I can go on first watch. I'll take third. Okay. So uh, first watch, give me a perception roll. Uh, 25. Very good. Um, and you are um, sitting there and you hear a little rustling in the bushes way in front of you. I mean, just at the very limit of your vision. And you see a little gray fox face dodge out and then it's gone. And uh, that's about all that happens on your round. And then uh, second watch? I'll be second watch. I got a... a- 22. Okay. And uh, nothing of really any in, you know interest happens on your watch. It's pretty darn quiet. And then third? Um, 22. Okay. Very good. And uh, once again, just the sounds of nature. Um, it's, you know, by this time deep into the morning and uh, the, the night creatures are going to bed and the day creatures haven't woken up yet. So it's, it's pretty darn quiet. And then fourth watch. I'll take fourth. 23. Okay, very good. And obviously the morning creatures start waking up and uh, dawn is starting to happen. And you, uh, you know, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of more uh, creatures making noise out there, but nothing seems to come in and attack you in the night. So, okay. So you guys wake up in the morning. You're all nice and refreshed. Uh, anybody uh, needs to regenerate uh, hit points or anything like that? I don't think you do. Um, but you're ready to go. 
and there is a roadway. Mm-hmm. It's a well-developed cart track. Um, it's not, you know, not nearly as nice as the, the high road, or the low road, but it's definitely a well, well-used cart track that just heads up, up, up into the hills off to the west. So do we want to use the road or do we think we should stay off of it so we aren't noticed? If it's that well used, then we shouldn't have a problem seeing anything coming. Let's just stay on the road. And if we see somebody coming, we can always act with all caution then. Mm-hmm. Definitely. So um, you guys take off and start hiking up the road. I'm assuming that everyone's agreeing to that then. Okay. And then everybody roll for me perception. Non-natural 20. 21. 14. 14. 23. 11. Okay. So um, Moon and Gray and um, Jade all hear the sound of a cart coming. And uh, you gonna jump off and hide? Yeah. yeah. Okay. Into the foliage. And are you guys keeping past while the trace going? I can. Yeah. I mean, I don't think we have it continuously going mm-hmm. as we move, but like, if they can... I, I feel like yeah, when it when it's necessary to yeah. If I mean, I don't know how many spell slots that you have for past but it it takes me two key points, and I have like twelve of them, so. And don't they regenerate with a short rest? Yeah, I get my key points back pretty easily. Okay, so you can cast it. You don't want to use your spell slots. So you, you could you could literally keep it going all week, all obviously all week, all day. Hopefully, this won't take you a week. Yeah. It's a seven day trip <laughs> up in the hills. Oh, uh, Ireland didn't explode last night. That's nice. Yeah. Actually, he remind me. Yeah, roll roll for see what happened in the middle of the night last night, Ireland. Well, it wasn't destru- destructive. Let's hope not. It just happens right now delayed effect a spectral shield hovers near you for the next minute granting you a plus two bonus to ac and immunity to magic missile i wanted him to get old oh well so yeah he goes to sleep and all of a sudden the shields just start hovering around him it's pretty hilarious okay um so um how long does it take to do pass while the trace there uh, jesse i'm looking it up again really fast um it just it takes an action for me okay. to cast it. Okay, so you can just basically throw it up as you guys dive into the bushes there. Okay, so everyone give me a stealth roll as the uh, cart is going by you. You're joking. I got a 33. Wait, wait, wait. What, what would make you have like way more than 33? Okay, so I've rolled consistently the number 10 every time. For like the past three stealth rolls I've done. Why? And, why would you have a? Oh, your oh your regular stealth is plus thirteen. Yeah, and wow. and so I I want to get a high roll, especially when we have all these bonuses stacked up, but I'm not getting them. And it sounds and of- I get more thirty threes or more tens because if I roll less than a ten, it's equal to a ten, because rogues are great at high level. I just wish it was higher. Very good. Okay, so 33 and what for the rest of everybody? 24. 17. And what was Arlen? 12. 12? Okay. I'm going to use a super cool uh, ranger thing and just uh, use the nature to blend in with everything and become practically invisible. Okay. So Jay just kind of steps aside and I become the bush. for once, um, Moon... I could do Tides of Chaos. Do yes. you want to do that? Yes. There is literally no drawback at this point. Well, excited blowing up. Tides of Chaos! No, it happens all the time anyway. So. Yes. I want you to get old. 18. Okay. And what was your one there, Moon? You were the lowest one then. 17, was it? 17. Yep, okay. And so you all go diving in there uh, with the, the proper use of Tides there. And it's just... A couple of halflings, um, uh, man and woman, on a cart, and the cart is just loaded with these big, big bale bags of something you assume like coffee beans, probably. And um, they get up to about where you are, and the driver just kind of reins the little ponies down to a stop, and they just kind of look around like they notice something, and then they shrug their shoulders and you know slap the reins, and away they go. And uh, pretty soon they're off in the distance past you. And you're going to take off again? 
Yeah. Okay. And Arlen, roll for us on the table again. You become invisible for the next minute. During that time, other creatures can't hear you. The invisibility ends if you attack or cast a spell. Okay. Invisibility bros. <laughs> so yeah, you, you uh, start taking off off the road and all of a sudden, boop, Arlen just winks out and that's actually a little panic inducing for a little while there. Whoa, whoa, what happened to him? Those halflings cast something? That, yeah, we can, that. we can still see his feet marking up the road as he doesn't nope, notice. Nope, without trace. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> we don't see him. I'm here. Don't we, worry. No, we can't hear him We can't him hear either. you. <laughs> Didn't that happen in the beholder fight? Yes, it almost killed him. It also saved his life. Yeah. That, that's that's uh, that's what caused his uh, necklace to break. So, yeah. How long was it for you? You said a minute? One yep. minute. So you guys are standing around trying to figure out what's happening and just about the time you're ready to panic, boop, someone he pops back a, into existence again. Someone gets an invisible hand on their arm yeah. and freaks out. Yeah, he, he's going around, running around behind people, tapping him on the shoulder. Yeah. Okay, anyway, so you're back, Arlen. It's kind of nice. And you guys can take up off the hill. And it's a pretty steep climb. Um, it's not terrible yet because you're on a roadway that obviously they've they've picked the best path through. But at the same time, you're going up and over the range of mountains to that borders between Kalesque and the ocean. And so it's uh, it's a pretty darn good hike, and uh, it's you know quite a bit tiring. And just at the end of the day, you are rewarded for your efforts by cresting the top of the mountain pass that the road goes through and you are looking down and it is a dazzling sight because the the mountains continue off the in the distance but you're actually you know obviously at the peak and beyond that is just the sparkling ocean with the sun just setting just lighting it all afire and just motes of orange and yellow light just kind of glint off of the uh, waves out there in the distance and it's just absolutely gorgeous and you notice in front of you off in the distance a couple of things one is there is a keep or castle or fortress of very strange design it has three towers and each tower is completely different from the others. One is very tall and spindly and capped by a conical uh, you know, roof on the top of the tower. The other one is very squat and round and topped by battlements. And the third one is kind of in between in the size, but everything about that tower is rounded. There's almost no uh, square angles, no right angles on it anywhere. And they're all joined to the main keep body. And that's just in the very, very distance. It just it looks out over the view of the ocean. And the next thing you notice is that on the seaward side of the mountains, that there are little bushes and by little, I mean they're like six feet wide and five feet tall. There are little bushes that just dot up and down the slopes everywhere. And there are people moving between them. And as your eyes follow, you notice that in the little veil in front of you, between you and the keep, that there are little houses here and there and everywhere. Some of them are kind of more basic stone houses, but some of them are clearly the houses of elves. Just like in Valleys Calliae, they seem to blend in with the surroundings as if they were always there and not even a single bush or shrub had to be moved. And you see at this point in time, you know, like I said, the sun is just going down. And as you watch, actually, it just lowers below the horizon. And you see a little tiny flash of green just as it disappears. And you see elves heading back to those elvish houses from the coffee fields. And Adri, 
you see from the other more uh, basic houses that there are dark elves that are emerging from those houses, apparently heading out to do their chores. I, shift. I guess we've arrived then. Mm -hmm. Apparently. Okay, so there you are standing at the top of the hill and you see this whole vista. What are you going to do? Try to... Is this what we were looking for? Yeah. I'm actually asking Adri. I mean, I don't know how else this would... What else this would be. I mean, if there's dark elves here, then this must be at least somewhat safe for them. The, the other elves looked like the elves we've encountered on the surface, right? Yep. Yeah, so Shall we I mean, go down then? Get down. Shall we go down and announce ourselves? Yeah, I mean, clearly as the the day and night shifts are coming in and out, do do they interact at all? Like, hey Mac, have a nice day work. Hey Mac, have a good rest type uh, of stuff. Roll roll me perception or investigation and see what you can determine from this distance. 25 perception. Okay. Yeah, you do seem to notice as you're just kind of scanning about that, yeah, now that you think about it, you kind of see some of the elves and some of the dark elves uh, going and addressing each other as they go by, almost like they're, you know, comparing notes at the end of a shift or maybe greeting friends going to and fro. I'm going to jot down notes and a little sketches of the scene in front of us. Just to take back to the library. Red would be proud. Uh, what are what do my siblings think? Um, you look over and your brother is just kind of taking it all in, but your sister is just sitting there, just kind of her mouth is open and just kind of stares at you with wide eyes and and she says, "I never would have believed it's true, but this must be it." Does this mean that the elves are who harvest the coffee beans? Well, they seem to be working the fields here. Or at least they are wandering through the fields. Maybe they bless them. I don't know. Huh. So then maybe it's not quite as secret as it maybe was meant to seem? Well, a couple of hobbits snuck into a secret council concerning a ring, so... That's true. <laughs> Just saying. I mean, I guess. Way to find out. Yeah, and uh, it, if there were dark elves there that looked to be, you know, they're they're not imprisoned or anything, then maybe we can walk down without any disguises and see if they welcome us that way. Well, certainly you're in your makeup currently, but I don't know if you want to strip it off. You can certainly do that quickly. I think we should. Or you could go down in in your uh, in your elvish makeup and make contact that way and find out what the lay of the land is. Yeah. And yeah, actually that might be a better idea. And it's really close Just, to dark, so we should probably Yeah. move. Pretty good. So you're going to wander down in uh in uh, into the 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 encampment there? Yes. Okay. And as you approach, obviously your group being, you know, a bunch of cloaked uh tabaxi and what's obviously a dwarf and what appears to be three elves. Um, or in the half elf immediately uh, gets attention and you see one of the elves um, you know notice you and they kind of start and then they just kind of zip disappear you know but the rest of them are all kind of going about their their daily tasks or whatever they're doing um, are you going to keep going into town what are you going to do are you going to address somebody stop on the outskirts it sounds I'm going to be constantly taking notes. Okay. Yeah, if there's a if there's a dark elf that we see that as they're like going to the field, maybe we can stop one of them. Okay. Well, they seem to be, um, you know, either uh, haven't taken notice of you or something like that. And then you notice that there is an elven woman who is approaching you, um, and she's you know kind of hurriedly brushing her hands off on her skirts. And uh, apparently, you know, was out in the fields or what have you. And as she gets close, you realize that it's Maroka. From the Vale of yes. the Elves. Except instead of 
uh, wearing the beautiful robes that she was wearing um, in Ballas Callii, she's just got basically homespun farm, uh, you know, attire. Well, then I I suppose we should stop or walk towards her. Well, she's walking directly towards you and and at a, a, you know, pretty good hurry, too. I mean, she's not running, but she's definitely uh, walking with a purpose in your direction. Wave to her. And she does not wave back, but she's she's making a beeline and she walks up to you and she's got kind of a guarded smile on her face. Um, and are you going to address her or anything? Um, do, do I notice that she looks maybe a little uncomfortable? Um, she, well, it's, it's kind of weird. Actually, roll me insight. 19. 19. Um, she's looking at you as if she doesn't know who you are. Which is interesting because obviously I can't. She, you know. I can't remember from did, did I did I have? I mean, I'm wearing a circlet of disguise, so I could just like you, like. I mean, I mean, I recognize her. Did did I did I not have makeup on when we were in the? You, you definitely had makeup on when you were in Valis Calia. That's how she she met you. Okay. Does she recognize me? Um, she doesn't. Well, like I said, she doesn't seem to recognize any of you. Um, she just kind of comes, you know, she's walking up and, and, uh, there's, there's no look of recognition on her face. It's not like she's smiling that, you know, her long lost friends are back or anything like that. Um, but she's just about up to you. So, uh, what are you going to do? I mean, we're not here to make enemies or start anything. So I suppose we'll just wait to talk to her. Okay. And, and she comes up and, and says, um, greetings, strangers, and um, what are you doing here in our fine veil? I'll just say, hello, Maroka. And and then her face just lights up, and but it's it's uh, not so much with recognition, but almost as humorous delight. And then she says, "Oh, you know my sister." Ah, that explains it. She says, "Yes, yes. Um, only once in a, um, many generations are twins born to an elven family, but." Um, yes, my sister and I are are twins. Um, yes, my, uh, sorry, I'm sorry. My name is Karelia, and um, and much like my sister, I was uh, elected to be the uh, uh, head representative here in Arvale up here. Um, oh, so yes, you. Oh, wait. She says she did mention a very strange party that came through months ago. You must be them. What are you doing up here? Um, well, we're looking for a safe haven Uh, for some of our companions. Yes, um, definitely this is, is, uh, are are you friends of Panther? We are. Yes, this, this is where you were, you were headed off to. It's, it's very glad that you made it. Um, very good. Uh, Well, uh, who, who will be staying with us? And I'll sort of gesture to my brother and sister. And she kind of looks a little quizzically um, and says, oh, yes, you're in disguise. Very wise. Yes, by this time, usually Panther has had them drop their disguises. Um, very good. And and she immediately steps up to your, your brother and sister and, and says, I'm Karili, and you are. And and obviously your brother and sister introduce themselves, you know, Karanti and, and, uh, and Norst. And... Uh, she says, very good. Um, will you be, you'll be staying with us then. Very nice. Um, yes. Well, come, come, come. Let, let us, let us introduce you to, uh, this operation here. And, and she gets kind of a big grin on her face. Like, you know, she, you know, gets to, to show off her brand new baby to everybody. And she starts walking into town. Um, one more thing. Yes. Uh, we were also told that there might be a group up here called the Sorcerers of the Shore. Ah, yeah. And she just kind of extends a hand in the distance. Yes, you'll be looking for that castle there. Um, although she um, taps you know, her, her, her lip a little bit. We haven't heard much from them for the last uh, several weeks. Um, I hope all is well there. But yes, that, that is where you should be looking for. That is slightly troubling, but um, thank you very much. Very good. Um, but here, let, let me show you around first. And she walks into town and uh, she says, yes, this this is our operation. Um, the halflings, as you know, they grow their coffee beans here on this side of the uh, the mountains. The um, current 
off the coast. It's very, very warm. And it induces a tropical climb up here. And in fact, you guys can feel it. The, uh, the warm air just seems to kind of ride up the mountain face. And it's considerably warmer on this side of the mountain than it was on the other side. And um, Isn't that the opposite of how it usually is? Wouldn't it be like wetter and cooler on this side and drier and Well, apparently the, the uh, current offshore is very, very warm. So it uh-huh. uh, warms the side of the mountain. So, yeah. And uh, it says, and it uh, makes for uh, the only place in uh, all of the kingdom that these bushes will grow. And she walks up to the uh, first one of the bushes, and it is covered by little tiny red berries. And uh, he says, and uh, they don't look like much, but if you harvest them and dry them, then the halflings can uh, roast them into the delicious beverage that they have back at their in their barony and is so uh, so much in demand and but then she turns to you adrian she says but this is where and she kind of points at uh, your brother and sister our friends the moon elves come into and she points at uh, a couple of the dark elves that are um out and moving and you notice they're not heading for the bushes but rather they're going up towards the nearest slope. Corellia actually grabs your hand, Adrian, and says, come, come, you must take a look. And she actually starts pulling you along. And um, everyone, I, you just have to hustle after. She's going at a pretty good rate. And she says, this is where the secret actually takes place. And you see that the dark elves are actually tending to little flowers that grow out of the little crevices in the rock. And she says, this is where the halflings get their sweetener that is so delicious, but yet doesn't make you fat. It's a totally non-caloric sweetener, and it's the nectar of these flowers. And I gotta say, the flowers are pretty disappointing. As, as you approach the first group of dark elves that are working there, the flowers are brown and dark yellow and mostly brown. And they basically have sort of jagged um, star-shaped petals that come out from a central uh, bud. And yeah, they I mean, looking at them, you would not think that they're anything special at all. But the uh, dark elves are, you know... Um, tending them with uh, great care. And you notice that one of the dark elves opens up uh, her hand and off of it climbs a little spider uh, that would just fit in the palm of her hand. And it crawls into the, the flower and crawls around there back into her hand. And she goes from flower to flower to flower. And she says, this is where the magic happens. For you see, the flowers only open at night. And they're the only flower we know of that is pollinated by spiders. And so she turns to your, your brother and sister and, and she says, so your people were the perfect people to tend to these sweetener flowers for the halflings. And so for some generations now, uh, there has been uh, a underground railroad, if you will, that has spirited folks from the Underdark up here to help work the fields. And they've been able to form their own society here in the coffee patches. You said generations, like elven generations? Um, well, generations of halflings, at least. Does that mean the halflings know about you all here? Um, certain select ones. Um, and amongst the elves, probably only uh, my sister Maroka and a few other trusted advisors know of the existence of this enclave. And with the uh, halflings, um, only the very most senior people there would possibly know that what's up here. Um, just the ones that actually have to deal with the coffee trade, and then only a few of those. I suppose that's why it's been so guarded to come this direction. Yes, well, um, and she turns to your, your brother and sister again and says, your people are very misunderstood. And so, yes, we've thought it wise to keep this as hush-hush as possible. Um, otherwise, you know, who knows what would happen if the word got out. 
Well, it seems like a safe place for my siblings to stay. And then all of a sudden you hear a voice um, saying, Boots! And you look over and there's rapids running over at you. And uh, your sister just kind of squeals uh, with joy and just runs and kind of meets him about halfway there. And they just basically kind of just wrap themselves around each other. And, and he says, Oh, you made it. You made it. I was hoping you would make it. And um, actually Adrian, just judging by the way they're kind of holding on to each other, you get the feeling that maybe there was a little more going on between these two than just being in the same resistance. cell. I'll sort of smile then. And uh, so Rapids, you know, you know, says, it's it's so good you made it. Um, here, here, here. And he just starts pulling her away and says, let me show you everything. And then all of a sudden, um, he just kind of stops suddenly and looks back at the, the group of you as if, you know, realizing that uh, he's just basically leaving everyone behind and, and kind of looking basically for permission to do that. Um, I'll sort of say, go make yourself at home. This seems like where you'll be for a while. And so your, your brother and sister kind of wander off with them and you can just hear them as they're, they're, you know, kind of getting out earshots going, it's like, this is amazing. You're going to love being here. Um, it's just wonderful. Wait till I tell you how we tend the flowers. They're just so gorgeous. And they just kind of wander out of sight and you're sitting there with Krillia. We'll catch up with them when we our way to the sorcerers undoubtedly so do we want to rest here for a night then see the sorcerers tomorrow and i'll look at arlen for um um i think so it's at least another hour or two walk to the far end of the vale where the the then yeah castles on the hill it would probably be the best we idea to it. just we wait overnight I mean, do you want to have tides go off in the Elven Vale? I don't know if they know about sorcerers. I mean, they're elves. They probably do. Well, the sorcerers ashore are just over there, so. Um... Well, let's let's try and get let's try and get in. I mean, are we uh, gonna? What want do you mean to by sleep? trying to get in, though? I mean, just make it to you know the the shore, and then if your tides off, they go. It's like right outside their house, so. If you explode, that's a good beacon that we're here. <laughs> Get that one where you like glow for 30 seconds or whatever. <laughs> Soft ethereal music and uh, illusory butterflies float around you for the next minute. Something like that. You age 10 years. <laughs> it's your, it's yeah, your I, I, uh, I unage nine years. It's your call, Owen. Do you want to go up now or? I think doing things in the daytime would be better. Risk one more night. Yeah, you only explode at night, just saying. Or when he's casting spells, or when he uses tides, or... Yeah, let, let's just wait one more night. Okay. Um, so you're going to impress upon Corellia for uh, hospitality? Or yes, maybe please. Not. And, and she says, yes, yes, no problem. Uh, we have a number of... Uh, of uh, um, buildings here that uh, we don't have occupied uh we keep hoping for uh more uh, folks to come join us um from the elven side uh like we said only a few people know about that but if uh Maroka or one of her advisors notices a uh very promising candidate a youth or even an experienced elf who she feels might uh, fit in well up here, those especially that enjoy uh, agriculture and the natural world, um, they may uh, suggest that they come up here. And, and a lot of times they will spend a number of years uh, helping out here. Uh, but yes, we always have a few empty houses, so we can definitely put you up. Are any of them made of stone? Um, yes, uh, we could uh, put you in either one of the stone houses or, or one of the wood houses, whatever you like. Probably one of the stone houses. Very good. And um, she's. And would you like individual houses? We can fit uh, maybe as, as many as uh, as two or three. So you could, uh, you know, split up your group that way. I think that's fine. Okay. Do the elves here know about the tabaxi? I'm assuming if this is Maroka's sister that they probably do. 
Um, well, you could ask her. I mean, certainly Maroka would have known about the tabaxi. But uh, so, yeah, it's, it's kind mean, of a logical step that her sister at least would know about the tabaxi. We've got quite a few tabaxi here and they don't seem confused. She doesn't seem confused about the, there being a dwarf. And, you either. know, some visitors now spying their sacred secret. Yeah. Either that or they have a way to make sure we forget. Yeah. Trained obliviators at the top of the hill. Well, considering that we brought people in and also no Maroka. Okay, so what do you want to do? Do you want to ask her about tabaxi? Oh, yes. I mean, she's talking to some tabaxi right in front of her. Is she, yeah. like, shocked? Or... She, she does not seem to be... Uh, uh, she seems very nonplussed about it. So either she knows about tabaxi or uh, uh, she's very accepting. One of the two. Either works for me. Okay. <laughs> so we should probably leave, like, someone in Arlen's house, just in case he does blow up and need assistance. Probably Adri. Yeah. Not okay. damage and all that. <laughs> so Adri and, and Arlen in one of the, the cottages, anybody else? Or how do you want to split up? I'll take a cottage and no one's welcome to bunk with me that wants to. So are we going to put all the tabaxi in one cottage? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, Hopefully. that way we can all talk. Yeah, all going to sleep in a fire and, and a cardboard box in front of the, the fire there. Yeah. In a fire. Yeah, it, yeah. it gets a little hard with the two people wearing metal armor, but... Yeah. I'm sure they take Compare it Compare notes. Yep. I thought that was my job. And and then, Moon, where were you going to be? Were you going to be with the Tabaxi or with uh, Arlen and Adri or by yourself or what? I'll be with the Tabaxi. I'll have to stand by in case they blow up. Then I'll have to deal with the pieces. Okay. So good. So you'll be with the Tabaxi. Then Arlen and Adri have uh, one of the other houses. And you guys knock off for sleep. And Arlen, give us a roll on the wild magic table. I hope it's flumps. That would be funny. I'm hoping for potted plant. I take one additional action immediately. <laughs> sleeps really hard. Yes. He sleeps You've been getting so many mundane ones. <laughs> he just immediately yeah, no unicorns. Out. I'm not mad at it. Yeah. <laughs> Very good. So Adri, uh, Arlen knocks off and uh, he uh, gets aggressive in his sleeping. And that's about it. And, and Moon, I'm assuming... is, Moon is very, very confused because he's seen absolutely nothing yes. this whole time. And the tabaxi all, uh, file, you know, jump in a heap and, and all sleep together uh, in a pile in front of the fire in a no. cardboard box. And uh, then the rest of you all knock off for sleep. And that's where we're going to stop today. Dungeon Master's Notes. Okay, so uh, first thing, yes, I know, there's no such thing as a railroad, so how can you have an underground railroad if there's no such thing as a railroad? It's a metaphor. You're just going to have to deal with it. Um, and then, Kalesque. Uh, so, when I first conceived of the kingdom here, I conceived of Kalesque being the wine country for this particular kingdom. And therefore, it was all about food, it was all about wine, it was always about kicking back and enjoying the good life. And of course, if I was going to do that, the people that had to populate it would have to, of course, be the halflings, the people of food and cheer and good living. And the worst part was, I couldn't conceive of a way of getting the players to Kalesque. I mean, granted, yeah, they went to the docks and then they took off from there. And the tabaxi went to the docks and they got stuff that they needed. Um, I even, you know, came up with the idea of the uh, missing wine shipments. So they had to go to Kalesque, but then they just, you know, got in, fixed the problem and took off and never really got to get deep into Kalesque and what it's like. So I was really, really happy that I figured a way to get them back to Kalesque, because early on I had come up with the idea of a barony, in this case, where the government and the thieves' guild were in cahoots. That uh, one was uh, affiliated with the other, um, however, so much of a backdoor method, 
but I really, really, really wanted to exploit that. So I'm really glad we got here, and hopefully you all, and hopefully the players all, enjoyed the shenanigans that took place. And then the next thing I want to highlight is the number 33, and uh, how uh, Bryce, with all of his bonuses, could never seem to roll above a 33, no matter how easy it would have been for him to do that. And it became a kind of a running joke in the beginning of this episode. So I uh, hope you enjoyed that too, because I know we sure did. And hopefully we'll be able to enjoy more of the number 33 going forward, because that was hilarious. So anyways, the party has made it all the way up to the expatriate enclave next to the sorcerers of the shore and they have learned a little something about how the dark elves and the daytime elves the regular elves live in harmony here in the heights and i think it was a little surprising to everybody but i think they're also a little gratified so they're all bedded down they're going to go visit the sorcerers of the shore tomorrow and what will happen when they get there? We'll just have to wait for the next episode to find out. Until then, let us know what you think. Rate us wherever you get your podcasts. Email us at relicofthepastpodcast at gmail.com. Follow us at Relic of the Past on Twitter and Relic of the Past Podcast on Facebook. Articles and artwork are available at poolmedia.podbean.com. And thank you for playing in the world that lives inside my head. <laughs>